Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Ralph Single, Johnny. At Mono Guarantee Insurance Company. Oh, hi, Rip. How's Hollywood's most eligible bachelor? Listen... Do you know who Hildegard Ransom is? Are you kidding? That gal's coming out party hit the society column of every newspaper in the country. Yeah, I know. So, how'd you like to have a date with her? Hey, wait a minute. Weren't you dating the luscious Hildy Ransom a while back? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, but I uh, threw her over. Oh, Rip, you just don't appreciate the finer things of life. Oh, no? Well, if you had to put up with some of her wild ideas or crazy antics... So what? What difference does it make? All that beauty, all that money? Look, I asked you. You want a date with her? At company expense. Well, why not? Then grab the first plane you can and fly on out here. Okay, I'm on my... Uh, what's the catch, Rip? I'll, uh, meet you at the Los Angeles International Airport. Yeah, fine, but suppose you give fine. me some idea... Hmm... Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, Act One of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Mono Guarantee Insurance Company, Los Angeles office. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the delectable damsel matter. Expense account item one, $107 even, Hartford to New York and a DC-7 mainliner to Los Angeles. Single is a good name for Rip. He has a knack for meeting wealthy, important people particularly women. Yeah, they practically swoon under his spell, and he sells them insurance. I'm not sure I approve his love them and leave them tactics, but it's no wonder he knew Hildy Ransom, heiress to a couple of million bucks. Hi, Johnny. But he hadn't told me why he wanted me to meet her, and I was sure it wasn't just for a date. Daydreaming, Johnny? Huh? Your baggage is right here on the rack. Come on. I'll help you put in the car, and we'll take off. Oh, hi, Rip. Sure, where's the car? Over here in the parking lot. Hey, what were you dreaming about there at the luggage pickup? Oh, Hildegard Ransom, who else? And I take it your little romance with her, the one that hit the headlines a while back, is all over, huh? Oh, sure, sure. But I got her insurance business. 
All of it. And Johnny, if I had to, I could live off the premiums of that one account alone. Then it must be pretty big. Because if I remember the way you live, fancy clothes, fancy apartment. Well, you can't take it with you, boy. Besides, it's all good for my business. Here we are. Hey, you like this little old truck? The little old truck was a brand new Eldorado Biarritz. Special paint job, gold fittings instead of chrome. Every accessory you can think of, including a bar in the back seat. Yeah, Playboy Party Boy Rip Single hadn't changed a bit. And if you make contacts, make them right where the money is, and if it's a pretty girl uh, that has the money and you can charm her into your arms, baby, you made a say. Okay, okay. Now tell me, Rip. Johnny, did you ever hear of the Cape Star? What's that? Well, it's an emerald. As big as a robin's egg in a 14-carat mounting loaded with diamonds and rubies. A brooch. Value? Nearly 300,000 clams. This Hildegard Ransom owns it? Uh-huh. Or did? How'd she lose it? Well, all I know is that she called me and she said it was missing and that she wants me to go out and have a look. Out where? Well, I don't want that wacky dame to get her hands on me again. Now, you heard of some of her crazy escapades. Like the time she flooded half of the Bel Air estates. The what? Well, she didn't like the looks of a fire plug on her five acres up there, so she had the gardener plant some dynamite under it. Oh, oh brother. Well, I've got to do something for laughs, she said. Oh, the old story of the idle rich with too much time on her hands, huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, that kind of stuff can lead to trouble sometimes. Where is she, Rep? Bel Air, did you say? Well, when she's home, which isn't often, right now, I think it... What the Sam Hill? Oh, sure, sure. All the comforts of home. Here now. Hello? RHS-1121. That's right, operator. One moment, please. I have a call for you. Oh, thanks. Oh, brother, when I get rich enough to put a mobile phone in my car. Oh, it doesn't cost much. As a matter of fact... Rip Single, are you coming out here to see me or aren't you? Oh, uh, well, now, Hildy... It's the fifth time I've called. And, Rip, if you don't do something about my loss of the Cape Star, you call the police. Well, sure, of course. I might have known you would. So they'll tell the papers. More publicity for you in that lousy insurance business. But, Hildy, I, I always notify the police. Well, you know what that means. It means reporters, photographers, cops, half the town falling all over themselves when I get in. Uh, look, Hildy, so if I you are somebody else, and I don't mean the cops, if you don't get out of here, I... Darling, I... You know what I'll do? I'll cancel every policy I have with you. My own, the houses, the cars, this old tub, everything. Here, will you, you take this, Johnny? Yeah, sure. Hello? Hello. Didn't you hear what I said? Look, miss, uh... What? Who's that? Johnny Dollar. Johnny. So he got you. Well, now we'll have some action. Because you'll come out here right away, won't you? Well, that depends. But I don't know what to do. Cape Star Emerald gone, and Rip's so busy he can't leave his office. Johnny, you have to come, please. Well, look... Oh, I, I... knew you would, honey, and I'll be waiting for you. Rip can tell you how to get here. Bye. Uh, yeah. Don't be fooled, Johnny. She really is that charming when she wants to be. Okay, Rip, take me to her. Uh, not quite. Huh? That old tub she mentioned is her 165-foot diesel yacht. What? And near as I can guess is about four score and 70 miles offshore. Well, you expect me to walk? Oh, she also has a cruiser. A 58-footer parked down at Balboa. You can go in that. Then you'd better swing around, brother. We're driving north. Oh, there's a private airport up here off Sepulveda Boulevard where I keep my plane. Your own plane? Sure. Holy smoke. Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. 
And now for another episode in the life of Sergeant Donald Bellwether, my husband. In the kitchen, dear. I'm coming. Donald, what are you doing home so early? Are you sick? No, no, I'm not sick. I, I came home early to get some work done, but you're going to have to help me. Help you with what? Well, you got me into this. You're going to have to help me get out. Donald, you're not making sense. What did I get you into? Well, it all started this morning. I walked into the lieutenant's office and I started bragging about how well my wife delivered her speech on safety at the PTA meeting. Oh, that was sweet of you. Yeah, sweet. But the lieutenant was quite impressed. In fact, he was so impressed he assigned me to give a talk on safety tomorrow at the enlisted men's meeting. Well, good for you, Sergeant. You can do it. Well, gee, I, I don't know, Reba. What, 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 what do I say? Well. Oh, just say that, um... Well, wait a minute. Hmm? Here's some notes on traffic accidents. Just read these aloud. Oh, come, oh, come on. on. Come on, just try them for size. Well, okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, men, what if a disaster wiped out every man, woman, and child in Springfield, Illinois? We'd be shocked, wouldn't we? So would the entire world. Yet... A total of 95,000 accidental deaths occurred two years ago in the United States. That's about 10,000 more than the population of Springfield, the capital of Illinois. a boy, you're doing fine. Now, go on. And don't think the men in uniform are exempt from accidents. In one branch of the service alone, 600 were killed and 5,000 injured in a 12-month period. On many, many days during the Korean conflict, more servicemen lost their lives on the highway than on the battlefield. Wait a minute, Reba. These aren't notes. This, this is a full speech, all typed and ready. <laughs> That's right, dear. I wrote it for you this morning. You, well, how did you know? Well, your lieutenant and his wife were at the PTA meeting, dear. Uh-huh. Put up job. Uh, <laughs> I see it all now. <laughs> I only hope I can do this fine speech justice. Oh, you will, darling. Well, I'll try. Oh, that's my Donald. That's my Donald. <laughs> truly Johnny Dollar and the delectable damsel matter. During the ride from Los Angeles to Balboa and Rip Single's private plane, he admitted to me that he hadn't made all his money in the insurance business. Seems a rich uncle had conveniently died some years before. Lucky stiff. A rip, I mean. Look, all I know, Johnny, is that Hildy took the Cape Star Emil along with her on this yachting trip and now is gone. Yeah, how much of a trip? Oh, Lord knows where she's been. She said she might end up in China, the Philippines, most anywhere. You see, she has the money, she has the time, and she's done everything under the sun that normal people do, so now she keeps looking for the unusual. Anything for a thrill. Yeah, well, when did she discover the stone was missing? She radioed to me today from out on the high seas. Yeah. She said she was certain she had it the day before that because she'd worn it. And then when she went to look for it, it, it was gone. Some member of the crew, do you suppose? I don't know. Maybe she dropped it overboard. You mean purposely? To collect the insurance? Now, who knows? Oh, but if she has so much money... Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe she hasn't lost it at all. She just wants company. Oh, look, there's Newport and Balboa down below. I'll circle Hildy's little summer house before we land. Hildy Ransom's little summer house turned out to be a mansion right on the waterfront. 
And tied up to the long dock was not only the cruiser, but a snappy little speedboat, a small sailboat, and a couple of outboards. All very nice. Not so the skipper of the cruiser. No, my orders the last time I spoke to the Hill tomorrow were to take you out to her, Mr. Single. Nobody else. Look, we just talked to Miss Ransom by radio, and she wants you to take Mr. Dollar out there. And I tell you, my last orders... Well, what... forget your last orders. Hey, I look, said look, look. Hey, wait a minute, please. Skipper, have you got a radio on this cruiser? Of course. All right, then. Make contact with the Hill tomorrow. Find out for yourself. Okay, I'll do it. At the same time, you can get a position, okay? We'll see. Well, give dear Hildy my love, or uh, whatever else you can think of. <laughs> Anything that'll keep her from switching her insurance to somebody else. You are a louse, aren't you? <laughs> you don't like me, do you? No. Were you ever really serious with her, Rip? Mm, yeah, sure, but <laughs> I'm just not the marrying kind. So, Johnny, the field is clear for you. Huh? And if you want to latch on to a few million bucks... <laughs> She's, she's really mighty sweet, attractive gal. Well, let me know how you make out, Johnny. Oh, and please, find that emerald. I uh, beg your pardon, sir. Yeah? We're ready to sail whenever the gentleman's ready. Okay, Skipper, let's go. The cruiser turned out to be a dilly, a luxury from stem to stern. And the trip out to the Hill to Mora took much longer than I'd expected. In spite of the powerful engines that sent us through the water at over 18 knots, it was well after dawn the next morning when we hove to alongside the Hill of Mora. And that 165-foot diesel yacht made the cruiser look like a broken-down rowboat. As for Hildy Ransom, five foot six or seven, she was blonde and she was beautiful, with quick blue eyes that had fun and laughter sparkling in them, and a figure. <laughs> Well, come on, Johnny. Come aboard. And, Marty, you keep the cruiser around in case Mr. Dollar wants to go ashore again. Hi, sir, Miss Ransom. Hi, Johnny. Welcome aboard the old tub. Uh, you call this floating palace a tub? Well, after the holes that got shot into it, it's a wonder we're still afloat. You've been shot at? Off Formosa on the China coast. We had a ball. For a while, I thought some of the red aircraft were going to strafe us one night. Oh. But it got too dark for them, and the captain, the old fuddy-duddy, turned off all our running lights, and we headed out to sea again. What under the sun were you doing off the China coast, Miss Ransom? You know, it's Oh, just finding out what goes on in the world. You know what I really wanted to do? What? Pay a visit to Joe N. Lai. Jo the Red General? Why not? But they wouldn't let us ashore long enough without a lot of fuss and bother, so... Now, let's go into my quarters and, and talk about the Cape Stock. Yeah, okay. I could kill that Rip Single for not coming out here, but I'm so glad you could. Hmm. You're even better looking than I'd heard. Huh? Are you as much of a wolf as Rip says you are? Oh, well, now, wait a minute. Okay. I... Okay. I'll find out for myself. It might be fun finding out. Hmm, Johnny? <laughs> minute I began to wonder. Maybe Rip wasn't the only one in this affair who turned on the charm to further his own ends. Hildy Ransom, let's face it, was a wealthy ne'er-do-well who'd do anything for a thrill. Couple her with a character like Rip Single. Yeah, I wondered. But then, walking along the deck with her, I saw something that suddenly changed my mind. One of the crew who ducked into a doorway when he spotted me. Who, I wasn't sure. But I had a sudden mental image of his eyes, somewhere in the past, looking at me over the sights of a gun. 
Act Three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Do you know who said, that man is free who is protected from injury? Those words came from Daniel Webster, one of the most eloquent orators in American history. Webster knew that a man could not be free unless he lived in a country which recognized his right to freedom and created laws to protect that freedom. A slave state may say that its citizens are free, but as long as a single citizen can be harmed by the whim of a country's rulers, true freedom does not exist. A man is free only if his rights to freedom are protected. Remember the words of Daniel Webster. They are part of your American heritage. The free man must be protected from injury. And now, act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the delectable damsel matter. I suppose I could have waited till we got in to report the loss of the emerald, but sit down, Johnny, and I'll have some drinks brought in. Okay, thanks. Now listen. Because of where we've been on this trip, we'll have to go through customs, and there'll be the police and the reporters and so on. And whoever took the Cape Star might have a chance to... Well, what's the matter? That drawer where I kept it. I'm sure I left that closed after I'd hunted for it. And... Excuse me. Johnny. Yeah? Look. Look, it's here. The Cape Star, it's back. You're sure? Yes, of course. Here, look at it. And you're sure it wasn't there before? Of course I am. I turned this cabin upside down. Hildy, this isn't some kind of a gag, is it? What? I mean, you're having me come all the way out here to find something that wasn't lost after all? Johnny! Oh, Johnny, how can you say such a thing? Of course not. Now that you are here, and the star is safe and sound, I think we'll have fun together, hmm? Hildy. I've got so tired of the other guests I have on board. That stuffy old Professor Randolph and his boring wife and Charlie Burton and that girl he's always fawning over. The Cape Star was actually missing? I swear it, Johnny. All right, then. I still have a job to do. I want to meet these guests of yours. Also, I want to talk to the crew. Of course, Johnny. But later, hmm? I'll have some drinks brought in, and we can plan ourselves a ball between now and when we put into port. Hmm? Oh, yes? Miss Ransom. Yes, Captain. One of the men, one of the crew, name's McCarty. Yes. It looked like appendicitis, ma'am, and I took the liberty of sending him ashore in the cruiser. It'll get there long before we can. Well, of course, Captain. You've done exactly right. Wait a minute. I'm not so sure of that. Why, Johnny? McCarty, huh? Short, dark, with a scar on his chin? Yes, sir. They've already left. The, what? Yes, sir. Ten to one, that McCarty is the man I want. John. Hildy, we got to stop. A radio call to the cruiser brought no response, and I had a sneaking suspicion the skipper of it had a gun in his back, a gun held by the supposedly sick McCarty. And the yacht, despite her size and power, could never catch up with that cruiser in a thousand years. If you're right, Mr. Dollar, we'll radio to the Coast Guard to intercept it. But I couldn't be sure that I was right. And then I noticed the speedboat slung between davits on the yacht's afterdeck. Of course, Johnny. And I'll go after them with you. Oh, no, you won't. Just for kids, huh? Please. No. Then, six, eight, ten minutes later, however long it took to get the speedboat overside, the first mate and I were tearing across the ocean in pursuit of the cruiser. 
Cruiser will do an even 20 knots if he opens her wide, Mr. Dollar. But she's no match for this baby. And pour it on. Come on, you see him yet? You sure do. Get ahead. Yeah, yeah, I see him too. Well, where's the snipper? McCarty's up in the bridge alone. Hey, look out. That puff of smoke, he's shooting at us. Then hang on. I'm going to swerve around. But he'd never hit us at this range anyhow. Stay down low. He might get lucky. You got a gun to answer him? No. Or is a very pistol. Use it for shooting up the stress flares. Where is it? This cabinet under the dash. You see it? Yeah, right. It's no match for a 38, but if you can swerve us in close enough, keep swerving. Right. Hey, look. He's having to reload. And get us in there fast. Here we go. things together after the yacht the Hildemora picked us up. By sheer luck, my shot with a flare gun had struck McCarty full on. He was badly burned. And after the smash up, the mate had pulled me out of the drink. By then, the yacht caught up with us. And do you know what he was doing, Johnny? That man who called himself McCarty? Uh, oh, hi, hi, Hildy. Smuggling. Narcotics that he picked up in China. Yeah. He knew he'd never get through customs when we came to port, so he stole the Cape Star. Just long enough to make sure the cruiser would come out to us. He knew I'd send for somebody. Oh, yeah, I get it. Then he played sick to go back on the cruiser. That way he'd avoid customs and the police. Yes, honey. Where is he now? Below, locked up. And after the way you hit him with that flare. Well, now he is sick. Darn it. Darn it? We didn't have to get him into a doctor. Gee, Johnny, you and I could cruise around and... Well, it will be two or three days before we get to port. Three days. And what a three days. But, oh well. Expense account total, including transportation back to Hartford, $230 even. Remarks? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? You never know what you're going to get into when you take on even the most routine kind of case. Yours truly, Johnny Dark. in Hollywood and is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone, who also wrote today's story. Heard in our cast were Virginia Gregg, Chet Stratton, Barney Phillips, Jack Moyles, and Frank Gerstle. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Roy Rowan speaking.
Money Dollar has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Hi there, Johnny. This is your old pal, Lefty. Lefty? Oh, sure. You remember. Lefty Stemper. Huh? You know, down here in Virtue. Virtue? V-I-R-G-U. Virtue. South Carolina. Oh, sure. Yeah. You remember. Me and the boys, we occupied this caraway plantation yeah. down here on the PD River. Well, sure, of course. Listen, are you having trouble again with old man Caraway? Oh, no, sir. Not a bit. And you know how we stopped him, me and the boys, from making trouble for us? Oh, Lefty. We bought him out, that's how. <laughs> yeah, we give him 100 G's for the place, <laughs> cash money. Now we own a whole entire plantation. Well, good for you. But now what's your problem? Well, Johnny, we fixed this place up real nice since you've seen it. You know, we spent a lot of dough on it. So? So we want to buy a lot of new insurance on it. Oh, well then hop on over to Georgetown and see your old friend Joe Picatello about it. Old friend, huh? After all, he's your insurance agent. Yeah, is he? Well, sure, of course he is. Didn't he send you all the other insurance you... Lefty, has something happened to Joe? Yeah, only I don't know what it is. What do you mean? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I talked to him on the phone, asked him to come out here. He says, okay. But he don't come. You think somebody's knocked him off? Then I call him again. He says, okay again. He'll be right over. But he still don't come. Well, have you gone over to Georgetown to see him, to see what's the matter? Five, six, maybe even half a dozen times. But every time he ain't there. Lefty, I don't get it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's something wrong about it, Johnny. And if I was you, I'd come down here and find out. You know something? I think you're right. <laughs> Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, act one of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Continental Insurance Company, Home Office, New York, New York. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the virtuous mobster matter. Expense account item one, $7.85, train to New York City and taxi to the office of Continental Insurance Company. Fortunately, my contact there, Ben Orloff, was in. Come in, Mr. Dollar, come in. Thanks. How are you? Sit down. Thanks. 
Now, Mr. Orloff... Wait a minute. Uh, don't tell me you never received that check for your services down in South Carolina. Oh, yes, I got that. But Why, I, I had that mailed out to you nearly two months ago. Yes, I said I got it. I, eh? uh... Oh, oh, good. Incidentally, I thoroughly enjoyed your report on that case, the village of virtue matter, you called it? Uh, yes, Though why a group of ex-gangsters should decide to settle in a town called Virtue, I'll never understand. Well, they... Were they really behaving themselves, as your report indicated, or had they been using that old plantation for a sort of hideout? Their records have been cleaned down there for over 20 years now. Is that so? Well... <laughs> well, uh, maybe the answer to organized crime is to give all those fellows a nice, quiet plantation to live on. Yes. Though I must say that when our agent down there, Joseph Picatello... It's about Joe that I've come to talk I to. I must say that I was a bit concerned when I found Joe had sold policies to characters like Lefty Stemper and Bully Magoon and Flippy Lacker. Mr. Orloff... Why, those were the very sort of men that Thomas E. Dewey chased out of New York when he was D.A. some years ago. Mr. Orloff... That was before Dewey became governor, you know. So naturally, I... Uh... What were you going to say about Joe Picatelli? Have you heard from Joe recently? No, no, I don't think I have, now that you mention it. Because I just Why? talked over the phone. Wait. You must understand one thing, Mr. Dollar. Oh, what's that? Our office down there in Georgetown is probably the smallest one we have in the whole country. Joe really doesn't handle much business for us, you know. Yes, I understand. I understood that when I talked to him in April. If it weren't for those those mobsters over in virtue... mobsters Mr. Orland. Well, if it wasn't for them and some of the townspeople to whom we've issued policies, I'd... Mr. Dollar... Has something happened to Joe Picatello? That's what I want to find out. Because now that I think about it... Excuse me. Miss Bailey? Yes, Mr. Orloff. Did you ever get a reply on the harm and policy from Mr. Picatello in our Georgetown office? No, sir. I've written Mr. Picatello several times now. Thank you. Dollar? We wrote Joe about that Harmon matter over four weeks ago. Well, didn't it occur to you to phone him and find out why he hasn't answered you? But it involves such a small policy that... Uh, yes. Perhaps I'd better try to call him. Miss Bailey? Wait. Yes? Uh, nothing. What? I said nothing. Well, Mr. Dollar? Well, Mr. Orloff, if something has happened to Joe Picatello... Well, look, instead of spreading the alarm, how about if I quietly run on down there? But have you reason to believe something wrong has happened to him? Only from what his clients down there at the plantation have told me over the phone. You... You think perhaps some of his old gangland enemies have got to him? After 20 years? I don't know. But if you'll okay my expense account, I'll go down there and see. Well, now, Mr. Donnelly... And if you won't, I'll go down there anyway. But there's the danger, too. This might be a very dangerous... Let me... Let me hear from you as soon as you can, Mr. Dollar. Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. And now for another episode in the life of Sergeant Donald Bellwether, my husband. Oh, Donald, it's your pouring, isn't it? Can you see all right? Oh, yeah, I can see. Those windshield wipers are operating with mechanical perfection. You notice there are no more streaks either since I put on the new rubber blade. You know, I think every driver should have his windshield wipers in good order. It's much safer. It would be much safer if everyone would slow down during wet weather like my husband is doing right now. <laughs> Just being cautious, Reba. We don't want an accident in this downpour. We don't want an accident anytime. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, the experts say that accidents just don't happen. Something causes accidents, and that cause can be prevented. Uh, by the way, dear... In what kind of weather do you think most accidents occur? Oh, I'd say in rain or snowy weather or 
Slippery weather when visibility is impaired? That's the wrong answer, dear. Wrong? Hey, are, you, are you serious? Statistics show that eight out of ten accidents occur when the weather is clear or with a cloudy overcast. Hmm. Are you positive? I wonder why. But, oh, here's our house here. Oh, yeah. Now, you sit right here, Reba. I'll get out with the umbrella, and then I'll come around and open your door. All right, honey. I wonder why. Wonder why what? Why eight out of ten accidents happen in clear weather. Oh, well, I don't know for sure, Sergeant. But I do know that you drove very carefully tonight in the rain. Thanks. <laughs> now, if everyone drove as carefully during clear, dry weather, there'd be less accidents, I'm sure. Hey, that must be it. People automatically get cautious in the rain and snow. Hmm. Too bad they don't stay that way in good weather. You will, won't you? I mean, drive safely in good weather, too? I promise. Oh, that's my Donald. That's my doll. And now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Virtuous Mobster Matter. Expense account item two, $28 even, transportation and incidentals, New York City to Georgetown, South Carolina. It was late when I pulled into the prosperous little southern community, and it was dark, pitch dark. Item three, 50 bucks deposit on a rental car. Item four, 70 cents for a sandwich and a Coke at an all-night diner. Then I drove over to Joe Picatello's on a side street near the park. The small frame building that served as both office and living quarters for Joe was dark. But in the hope he might be asleep in his little apartment up above, I knocked. answer. Until I was about to turn and go back to my car, there was the sound of a door slamming somewhere inside, but still no light showed. I knocked again. Then, faintly, I heard footsteps approaching. But why hadn't Joe turned on a light in there? Yeah? What do you want? Joe! Yeah? Joe, open up. It's Johnny Dollar. Johnny who? Johnny Dollar, insurance investigator, you know. Investigator? That's what you said? Are you kidding? What's the matter with you, pal? Open up. Yeah. Sure. Hiya, Joe. What's the idea of no lights in here? You forget to pay your bill or something? Maybe. What do you want? What? Investigate, he said, Willie. Did you hear that? Willie? Yeah, I heard. Hey, what is this? Don't move. Huh? He... Oh, oh, no, you don't. Oh, <laughs> All right, Willie, I got his gun. I hit him again. Yeah. Again. Once more. Okay, okay. There he is. I'd like a light. Yeah. What do you want I should do with him now? Huh? You crazy, Willie? You mean you don't... No! Okay, but if I blast him here, it's going to make a lot of noise, and if anybody... Hey, it's a car. Coming down the street. Investigator, he said. So he wouldn't be working alone. Come on, out the back way. But I know who's going Shut to up, stay here. Shut up, let's get out of here. I don't, don't, don't see no lights on, Lefty. Well, maybe Joe's went to bed, if he's there. He didn't answer the phone when you called him. Listen, Flippy, Johnny Dollar told me I should come down here and look for Joe myself. 
So come on, we'll see. Well, whatever you say, Lefty. Only I th thought that uh, Johnny was coming down here himself to... <clears throat> huh. Hey, look, this door's open. Yeah, yeah you you look what, what, what I stepped on. Joe. Joe, what happened to you? That, that, that ain't Joe. It's, it's Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar. Hey, you're right, Flippy. Somebody must... Listen, again away. Oh, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, it's me. It's me, Lefty. And me, 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 Flippy. Johnny, okay? You all right? Yeah, I... Oh, holy... Who oh, that, that done this to you, Johnny? Yeah, we'll murderize him. Hey, Flippy, turn on some lights. Yeah, yeah, sure. What the hell happened in here? You know who done this to you, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? It, it was... Oh. Hey, come here, Flippy. Help me lay him up on the sofa. Oh, sure, sure, easy, easy. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah. Sure, sure. Here, here now. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, listen to me. Who, Johnny? Who? Yeah, 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 Johnny. I can't believe it, but uh, I could see him in the light from the street. Who? Who? Joe. What? Joe Pigatello. Smokey Pigatello done this to you? Another guy with him. Called him Willie. Willie the Lump? Why? Why did he do it? I don't know. I acted very strange when he came to the door. But I don't get it. He was my pal. He was your pal. And well, Willie the Lump with him. That, that, that's what I don't get. It means he's went back. That's what it means. He's went back to the old racket, dope smuggling. No, no, no. Yeah, him and Willie the Lump was partners in the old days. But, but the 20 years, Joe's been straight, Lefty. Like you and me and Bully Magoon. Yeah, for 20 years, you and me and Bully, the only guns we ever used was for hunting, for killing snakes, but not no more. What do you mean, Lefty? Joe Pigatello done this to you, Johnny. It means only one thing. There's only one thing we can do. No. He's right, Johnny. No, no, Lefty. Yeah, Johnny. First we take you back to the plantation where you get all right again. No, no, listen to me. Then we find Joe Pigatello. Flip and bully and me. And no. when we do... Huh? Well, now, what are you punks doing here, huh? Hey. Joe. That's right. Who'd you expect? And what's the big idea? All right, don't move. Because, Joe, I'm gonna blast your head off. <laughs> Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Do you know who said, every individual in society has certain powers, rights, and privileges which no other individual can justly abridge or destroy? Those words were written by Noah Webster, the man who compiled America's first great dictionary. Mr. Webster knew that if the country which he had seen come into being were to succeed... The rights of the individual have to be protected. Each person is entitled to certain basic rights, powers, and privileges which must not be taken away because of the whim of someone with greater power. In the United States, the individual is important regardless of his wealth, power, or position. The importance of the individual is closely linked to the American tradition. Remember the words of Noah Webster. They are part of your American heritage. The rights and privileges of the individual must be preserved. And now, Act Three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Virtuous Mobster Matter. To say the atmosphere was tense there in Joe Pigatello's office in Georgetown, South Carolina, would be the understatement of the week. After the beating I'd taken from the ex-gangster and one of his pals, my old friends Lefty and Flippy had come in and had found me there. 
And they couldn't understand why Joe had done this to me. Unless... It means he's went back. That's what it means. Went back to the rackets. Oh, Willie, the lump was with him. Him and Willie was partners in the old days. Dope, not So the two of them swore to get Joe. And then suddenly we looked up to see someone standing in the doorway. It's Joe. It was Joe Picatello. That's right. Now, who'd you expect? It? What's the All right, like? don't move. Because, Joe, I'm going to blast your head off. Oh, now, put that thing down, Lefty. Don't move. What is it, Slippy? A gag or something? Is it a gag what you've done to Johnny Dollar? Johnny. I said one move and I'll give it to you. Johnny. Turn around, Joe, or I'll shoot you in the back, you dirty... What did they do to you, Johnny? Listen, Joe. Lefty. Flippy, I'll kill you for this. What are you talking about, you dirty wait, rat? Wait, Lefty. Johnny's my pal. Like you used to be before you went back in the rackets. Went back in the rackets? Yeah, yeah, with that uh, dope hound with Willie the Lump. What do you know about Willie the Lump? Plenty. Now that you're back with him. You're crazy. It's no good, Joe, because Johnny recognized you. You and Willie the Lump when you waked them over. And I tell you that I had... 20 no... years, you and Bully and Flippy and me, we showed we could do it straight. We could be respectable. Me and the boys at the plantation, you down here. But now you're spoiled. You're ruining it for all of us. Look, will you listen? So don't move. We made a deal, you and me and the boys. 20 years ago, if anybody slips, anybody breaks up our respectable life, he gotta go. Was that the deal? Yeah, yeah, that was the deal. But you, you don't know what you're talking about when you say I'm going back to... All the... right, so you, your lousy scum, you not only go back, you do this to Johnny Dollar, my friend, the guy who Lefty. believed in us. Lefty. So for that, you gotta go. Lefty, listen. Now, Joe. Right. Lefty. Give me a gun, Lefty. Uh, no, Johnny. Th th that was the deal. You ever use a gun on a man, you'll go up for the rest of your life. Johnny, it's for you. I'm killing him. Hand it over, Lefty. Okay, thanks. You see, it it wasn't Joe who worked me over. What? I thought it was. It, it looked like him. It, it sounded like then him. And it was him. Look at his hands, his face, his clothes. Is this the man I fought with in here five minutes ago? Sure, maybe I did get the worst of it with two of them on top of me. But believe me, I cut them up some, too. He's right, Lefty. Yeah. Yeah, but then I don't... Look, if it wasn't him... The twin. The twin. You're right, Lefty. It must be the twin. The, the twin here? All right, boys. Let me in on it, too, yeah, would you? Sheplock or the twin, they called him. That's what the law called him. Called him and Joe, the twins. Because they looked like each other. They talked like each other. <laughs> they was always the alibi for each other. But, but, but what's Shep Lalaco doing here? I, I... I can't tell you, Flippy. Not yet. All right, Joe. All right. I believe you. About not working over Johnny here. Because of what he says about... Well, about you and me, it must up. But if you and Shep are back in the racket... I'm not, Lefty. That's straight. No. All right, then tell me. Where you been? I, I, I can't tell you. Three, four weeks now, we don't know where you are. The insurance company don't know where you are. Well? I, I can't tell you. Now, now listen. Oh, uh, you'll listen. You'll listen. If Shep and Willie have been here, they'll be coming back. Why? Yeah, Joe, why? I can't tell you. I, I, I can't tell you. Huh? All right. Listen. We're listening, Joe. The, the Secret Service. Huh? Well, after those killings up in Baltimore. During that smuggling job? Yeah, Johnny. They knew the twins, Shep Locker and Willie. Well, the boys in Washington knew they did it. But they didn't know where to find him. Well, go on, Joe. So they spread the word. Uh, the Secret Service spread the word. Yeah. That I knew where Shep and Willie were. That, that I would lead them to him. You knew where they was, huh? No, but the law boys knew that would flush them out. Get Shep and Willie out looking for me. Gunning for me. And the Secret Service didn't keep you undercover? Yeah, until today, back in Washington. 
But I talked to you on your phone right here. Oh, the line was rigged through to Washington. You said until today, Joe. Yeah, because Shep and Willie didn't show. The law boys had to make them show. So then they sent you here as living bait? Yeah. And they passed the word that you'd be here? That's it, Johnny. That's why Shep and Willie were waiting here when you came. That's why they'll come back now that I'm here. Boy, you stuck your neck out for the sake of going straight. I couldn't help myself. The, the Secret Service rigged it on me. Guy named Phillips. But now you're all in it. So, Flippy, turn out the lights. Yeah, and let's get out of here. Oh, no. What? Oh, listen, we was crooks, but never killers. But it's killers that's coming to get Joe. What do you mean, Lefty? But they won't. And they won't get you, Johnny. Sorry, Lefty, I can't move. But then we're staying. For you and Joe. Yeah, right. So turn out the lights, Flippy. You're too late, boys. Shep! The, the twin! That's right. Your old pal, Shep Larko. Keep a rat on him, Willie. Don't worry, Shep. Investigator, huh, Dollar? Only at Secret Service, ain't it? Is it? I knew we should have killed you when we had you, Dollar. But we thought these boys driving up was reinforcements. Ha! <laughs> reinforcements. We should have known the Secret Service wasn't that bright. All right, Willie, frisk him while I keep this gun on him. Sure. No, none of you trying to... Not Dollar. We got his gun. Oh. Okay. Just what do you intend doing, Chef? They're clean, Chef. What do you think? All right. Joe gets it first. Put your gun up close so it don't make no noise. Go ahead, Willie. Yeah. You've got them both. And I thought you couldn't move. Yeah, but, but boy. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks. Thank Lefty for giving me his gun when I asked for it, Joe. Oh. Hey, look. Any of you guys know a good doctor? Yeah, I've said it before and I say it again. In this insurance business, you never know what you'll run into. Expense account total, including a flock of medical expenses and the trip back to Hartford, $174 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar starring Bob Bailey originates in Hollywood and is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone, who also wrote today's story. Heard in our cast were Gene Tatum, Jack Crucian, Les Tremaine, Billy Hallop, Frank Gerstle, and Gil Stratton, Jr. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> 